and welcome back to Take One, the podcast that brings you just one collective page of Talmud every day. Today's page, Aruvin 59, begins with a kind of a strange distinction. If a private city, which does not have many residents, grows and becomes a heavily populated public city, one may establish a joining of the courtyards for all of it, as long as it does not include a public domain as defined by Torah law. I am fascinated by this notion that we could actually differentiate between a private city, a small town with not many residents, and then that that town may someday grow and become a public city, a larger bustling metropolitan, and that the newcomers to the city should occupy it, inhabit it in a way that would enable the entire town to become one big of one big courtyard, one big community. And so I have the pleasure of speaking to a dear friend of mine, producer of this here show. Hello, Josh Cross. How's it going? Josh, it's going well for me, but it's going really well for you. You, over the summer, have had the pleasure uh, and the privilege of purchasing a lovely home in the country, in upstate New York, in a small and wonderful town that I've had the pleasure of visiting. And you're now, at least some of the time, a newcomer to a community, if you will, to a private city that, due to many New Yorkers sort of feeling uncertain, myself among them, about the future of our great city, are seeking to expand and to set up shop or to have residence at least part of the time in the private cities of upstate New York, which will very soon become larger, thriving public cities. Tell me, um, you're a very mindful person. You think about these things uh, deeply and much more carefully and attentively than most people I know. When you are about to join this new community in your new town of residence, how do you go about that process? How do you go about thinking about really joining the community in a way that's organic and mindful and respectful? Well, I, I think I should preface this by saying in the four decades-ish of my life, I have moved a lot. At the beginning, not so much, but certainly in adulthood, I've moved like 15 times pretty much to any neighborhood on the entirety of the west side of Manhattan, which doesn't sound like a lot, but they're very different, and all over Virginia and Jersey and elsewhere. And the thing that I've seen consistently in each place is to shut up and pay attention. Whether it was when I moved to my current place in Harlem, somewhere that just the mere mention of invokes certain images of certain types of people of which I am not, or it is moving upstate to somewhere rural, which also invokes certain types of people that I am not. Right. You're thinking You're thinking like Schitt's Creek, that the Emmy-winning TV show, you know, the kind of uh, flashy city person moving to the small country being like, oh, I'm going to make this great. Yeah, except I take, obviously, the exact opposite take. I take the these people live in this place, this is theirs, I'm coming because I would like to live there because of what they have built or because of the circumstances that they have created in a place that is theirs. How do I place myself into that rather than how do I make that for me? It already is. So when I moved into Harlem, I wasn't like, let me put in a Jewish deli or demanding that this, that, or the other. I go and find the best restaurants in the neighborhood and go, hmm, these look great. 
I'm not going to be afraid of going to my particular part of Harlem has a lot of the uh, West African French immigrants. So the fact that I can go in and speak French with the proprietor and order and ask them and take advantage of their restaurants. Likewise, when I go upstate, I'm going to look for the brunch place that all the locals go to and respect what they have and check that out. I don't want to impose myself on somebody else's space, but seek to be welcomed into it by respecting what's already there. I think one of the things that I saw in this page is there's a struggle to determine what makes the definition of private versus public and what's private indicates that it's somebody else's. And we'd all do better to recognize that most things aren't ours and to respect them as if they are somebody else's. I'm not going to lie and say that it doesn't come with some sense of gentrifier's guilt or whatever, if I can call myself as such. But I think if you come into a space and you're not coming there thinking of yourself as a savior or with the desire to, quote, improve or change the place but merely become part of it as it's already defined, then at least you're doing the best honest effort not to ruin someone else's space. Josh Class, as always, words to live by, and may we all possess the state of mind that enables and encourages us to listen, to learn from others, and to grow by making something that used to be private, that used to be restricted, into something that is larger, that is thriving, that is communal, and that enjoys a true melding and partnership of many people and many points of view. Josh Cross, thank you so much. Thank you. And now, please, get off my lawn. This has been Take One, a production of Tablet Magazine. If you enjoy this show, please go and rate and review us on iTunes or whatever platform you use to listen to podcasts. Each week, we'll be releasing new episodes Monday through Friday, covering the entire weekly portion of Dafiomi. I'm your host, Leah Liebowitz. Our producer is Josh Cross, and our editor is Paul Ruest. For more information, go to tabletmag.com slash take one or email us at takeone at tabletmag.com. I hope we've made your day a little bit more Talmudic, and we'll see you again soon.